Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero. This Galaxy Class refitted starship, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will take you back in through our history, starting with the NX01 Enterprise. We start out with taking care of going through history. Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we're doing our second one, which is Season 1, Episode 16, Shuttle Pod 1. So, Vicky, what did you think you were going to see in this episode? I said that Shuttle Pod 1 was going to get lost on an unknown planet and they would meet a new species. <laughs> Boy, you were so... You, you at least had... On Shadows of Pajam, you at least had the the, the <laughs> yeah. Pajam got destroyed. But I know, right? You couldn't tell me who, when, where, why. And now, you come up with this fantasy. <laughs> uh. Right? Do you want to tell them where they can find us? We are on Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, and you can contact us at Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. Very good, darling. <laughs> okay, so in the synopsis. During a shuttle pod mission, Tucker and Reed are cut off from the Enterprise and become convinced their starship has been destroyed. And their days are numbered. So it changes your theory a lot, doesn't it? I'm way off base. <laughs> You're way off there out there in left field. I am. So do you wanna get into it? Alright. Give it a second here to cycle through.
Beautiful view of Shadow Pod 1 flying through some asteroids. Asteroid field? No, I can't see it in the tails of them. Maybe it's another asteroid field. No, this is the one. Two primaries, 17 planetesimals. I would expect it was back with. Planetesimals, aka large enough to be a planet to a size degree. Three days. Mm -hmm. Maybe they finish and we'll have to do something else. Well, with our sensor array down. We won't know when they get back until we see them. Any luck with the con? Dead as a doornail. No one understand it. Well, no doubt you'll have your boys take this pot apart piece by piece once it's back in the launch bay. Well, I feel a lot more comfortable having everything in working order by the time Enterprise gets back. I will tinker all you like. I've got a copy of Ulysses here. Sounds I'll even be halfway through it by the time the ship gets back. I'd rather rewind every microsecond on this shuttle than try to wade through that, baby. <laughs> British schools have a core curriculum. It serves to provide a well-rounded education. Sometimes I think you North Americans read nothing but comic books and those ridiculous science fiction novels. Well, how do you know that Superman was laced with metaphor? <laughs> subtext layered on subtext. Oh, if only Dr. Cochrane had been a European. The Vulcans would have been far less resistant to help us. But no, he had to be from Montana. From Bozeman, Montana, no less. Mm -hmm. The USS Bozeman, which you will meet in TNG, is named after Montana. Bozeman, Montana. Bozeman, Montana. We Montanans call it Bozo, Montana. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Nobody spent his nights reading about cowboys and Indians. Well, I don't recall any Europeans figuring out how to build a warp engine. Commander. No Brits, no Italians, no several Croatians. Commander. I think you better come and take a look at this. Uh oh, debris field. Uh-oh. Bring some closer. basically off the front of the, of the ship. So they assume that the Enterprise has crashed and been destroyed. It's been a long, long Although that's not what really happens. He's rotating them. They seem to be doing so far they're the and take the back there. Do what in the hood So they're gonna there the Enterprise is going to Tesnia, right? To take the Tesnians back, the people back to 
Did we ever figure out why? Babe, you've seen this episode, have you not? <laughs> yes, but I don't remember why. Why are they taking them? Due to micro-singularities that compromised the ship the Tesnians were in, they crashed into the Enterprise and then crashed. that ship crashed onto the surface of the asteroid. But the Enterprise was able to rescue everybody before it crashed. So the Enterprise is taking the Tesnians home. And the micro-singularities micro are the microscopic wormholes. Yes. Okay. I got so, you now. That's what's destroyed the sensors and the uh, tra uh, communications array on the shuttle pod. Okay. At least six hours of boron gas a day. He says we've got enough to get them home. Have you learned their language? Yes, sir. What do they have to say? They're pretty rattled. Most of them have been on that ship for years. It's a lot to digest. They've lost everything. They're alive. Does the captain have any idea what happened? No. And he feels terrible about the damage to Enterprise. He has no idea what went wrong. When they approached our docking port, they lost control of their sensor array. And then a few seconds later, their navigation system went out. Thank God their escape pods were working. I saw the wreckage on the asteroid. There wasn't much left. Archer of Mayweather, what's our ETA? We should reach Destiny in about 20 hours, sir. Good work. That should get us back to our rendezvous port as well before Trip and Malcolm get there. Let's drop out of warp for a few minutes. I want to inspect the damage to the launch doors. Unfortunately, uh, me personally, I wouldn't have left with Trip and Reed being out there. Even knowing that there is food on board the shuttle and water and whiskey, apparently. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, is, I don't think I would have left them out there. Because what if something went wrong with their ship? You know? Exactly. Aye, sir. That's me. So they're launching the inspection pod, which Trip has already bumped into the Enterprise once. Who's in charge of engineering while Trip's away? Lieutenant Hess. Tell her to get a team working on a new starboard door for launch bay two. Wow. That's pretty nasty. Everything else check out all right? Astrometrics detected what could be micro-singularities in the vicinity of the asteroid field. Micro-singularities are a Vulcan myth. There's no scientific evidence that they exist. Our deflectors registered some unusual charged particles at the same time the Tessian ship began to malfunction. Any similar damage on Enterprise? No. But our whole plating was polarized. Mm -hmm. Micro singularities. <laughs> if Vulcans had their way, they'd blame them for the common cold. <laughs> He's joking around. I guess. How about the lifeboats? They could have launched a lifeboat before the crash. They'd be here. They only go 300 kph. They'd be right here waiting for us to return. Are we sure there are no survivors? Commander, we have to figure out what we're going to do. We can't just leave. That's Enterprise. At least we should find the black boxes. With what? We have no radio. Nothing to pick up the beacons. What's the range in our distress beacon? It's offline. I'm talking about the portable one, the one on the awake here. 
10 million kilometers, maybe 20, but I highly doubt they'd be shipped anywhere close to that. We've only got 10 days worth of breathable air. How far did that go through? That's why I said what I said. I only have 10 days of usable air. Regardless, I would want to make sure just in case of an emergency, they aren't going to be left out there to freeze to death. Exactly. An impulse? A lot more than 10 days. If we could get close enough for it to pick up our distress beacon, and it really the signal back to Starfleet. I'm afraid the math doesn't work out, Commander. It's going to take weeks, maybe months, for our signal to reach Echo 3. By the time Starfleet got a ship out here, we'd be... We'd be long dead. But at least they'd find us. They'd get their shuttle pod back. A couple of... Well-preserved corpses. Sir, which way? Which way to what? Echo 3. Which way to Echo 3? I told you, it's too far. Do you know which direction it is or don't you? Oh. Navigation is down. That's not what I asked you. You want me to guess? You come from a long line of big men and you've got a real good memory. Look hard at those stars, find something that looks familiar, and tell me which way to go. Sir, that's an order. So, Malcolm just said it. You come from a long line of Navy men. Right. And you have a good memory. So figure it out <laughs> exactly. and tell us where to go. I don't suppose you have a sextant handy. <laughs> left it with the slide rule. Which is a ruler, a sliding ruler. Yes. Slide rule. And yeah. you asked about a sextant, and the best I can describe it is it's uh, a telescope for looking at the stars, and then there's a bunch of other pieces on there to help uh, basically get your position. So that's how that works. Well, that blue giant, we may have gone by it, I'm not sure. That's good enough for me. Take one more little pass over the wreckage. And then set a course. So I did tell you they'd be arguing again. You did. <laughs> See you around, Ken. So in TNG, a lot of the shuttle pods have warp. They can't go very fast at warp, but they do have a warp drive system. Right. So that at least helps them a little bit. That's no longer. Lieutenant Malcolm Reed. November 9th, 2151. By the time anyone hears this, by anyone, I suppose I mean anyone human, Commander Tucker and I will be long dead. It's my intention to recount the events that led to the destruction of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> and to express my deepest feelings regarding my short but memorable service with Starfleet. Hill would love to have my two cents, but I'm trying to get a little work done. So he's going to recount the what happened to the Enterprise, even though he doesn't know. 
Right. So, and this is the thing. You're in a very tight, tight little shuttlecraft. And tempers are going to flare a little bit here because Malcolm is cynical. He sees there's no hope. And whatever they do, there's no hope. Whereas Trip is like, hey, there's a will, there's a way. Right. You know, but they both think that the Enterprise is destroyed at this moment. And we both know that the Enterprise is not right. destroyed. Right. We know the truth. Short the memorable service with Starfleet. In order to test the targeting scanners on Shuttle Pod 1, Commander Tucker and I had to get at least 20,000 kilometers from Enterprise. During our third trial, we experienced a brief but sizable jolt. And shortly thereafter, realized that our sensor array had gone offline. The sensor is more than offline, it's totally fried. That our sensor array had gone offline. We had no choice but to head back to the asteroid field where Enterprise was involved in a mapping project. We found the ship destroyed. Its debris strewn across a square kilometer of one of the larger asteroids. Had our sensors been working, we certainly would have done everything possible to determine the cause of the disaster. But as it was, with only a short-range distress beacon and limited air, we had no alternative to set a course for Echo 3, where someday this vessel, eventually this log, will be found. May God have mercy on our souls. Why don't you cut the crap and get back here and help me? <laughs> What do you want me to do? I don't know. You could hold this flashlight or turn down the heat, whatever you want. I'm just getting a little tired of listening to all your pessimism. If there's something you need me to do, I would be more than happy to comply. But I'm afraid pessimism is simply not an accurate description of my log entry. Now, something I just noticed, I didn't notice before. If you look behind Tripp's head at that computer screen, on the right hand, his right hand side. Yes. After it goes through its list of stuff, it kind of like uh, glitches a little bit, then goes through the list again. <laughs> Just I'm not joking. Watch, watch, watch. What to do? I would be. I know. What? Did it glitch? Turn down the heat. Yeah, I see that. Right there, it's glitching. Then it goes, it scrolls up a little bit. Then it goes and it glitches again. I do. I'm more than happy to comply. But I'm afraid pessimism is simply not a good description of my life. Pessimism. That was negative attitude. Do I? Pessimism. We decided it was a negative attitude. That's what Google told us. Yes. So. Yes, it did. Just being realistic, Commander. We've got nine days. We're bound to find someone out here. A whoop, perhaps. Was it impulse? Vulcans, Klingons, Sulaban, Zerillians, Andorians. God knows who's going to be lurking around the next planet we run into. But that's just it, sir. At Impulse, we're not likely to be running into any planets. Not for at least six or seven years. Then somebody could run into us. You ever think of that? Or see us on their sensors? The possibilities are endless. I'll eat up some rations. Unless, of course, you'd rather wait until we run into a vessel serving proper meals. Rations will be fine. What are you in the mood for? 
depends. What are you serving? <laughs> You're my son. Shall we see us? Mugu Gai Pan. Any meatloaf? With gravy and mashed potatoes. Perfect. Kentucky Bourbon. Well, the captain was planning to give that to somebody. Guess it's ours now. Guess it's ours now. a personal message to his parents I'm pretty sure so and he's being very loud about it so I'm pretty sure that would be why uh, Trip can't sleep no it is possible you never received those letters you were I believe in the process of moving back to Malaysia at the time but you must have spoken to Aunt Sherry during that period and I know she received my letters I would hate to go to my death thinking that either of you felt I was trying to avoid it. You've been at it for hours now. Don't you think it's time to give it a rest? As I'm sure you must have heard, that was my esteemed colleague, Commander Charles Tucker. Mr. Tucker doesn't share my belief that it is essential to say what must be said, to leave a record, tie up loose ends. Mr. Tucker is laboring under the false hope that we are going to be miraculously rescued before we both suffocate. There's a chance. Mr. and Mrs. Reed, I realize we've just begun a period of mourning and that I'll never get an answer to this question. <laughs> but I gotta ask it anyway. Was Malcolm always this cynical? <laughs> in a few days, when the reality of this situation actually begins to sink in, you might very well decide you want to record some logs of your own. You have my word. I will not interrupt you. I just need to get some sleep, Malcolm. Is that so hard to understand? We have less than nine days of oxygen left. It seems a waste to use it up sleeping. If I don't waste some oxygen sleeping, I'm going to start getting real cranky. And you don't want to spend your last nine days cooped up with me when I'm cranky. <laughs> so turn that thing off and get some rest. Because Trip is the senior officer. He can tell Reed where to get off at. Yes. And order him around. I don't think I'd want to sleep in the bed next to Trip, but that's me. <laughs> and here we have Malcolm having a dream. We're back. 
Lie still, Lieutenant. What happened? Very realistic dream. You're a very brave man, Malcolm. Commander Tucker's gonna be fine. Thanks to you. I'm afraid I don't understand. Get some rest. There will be plenty of time to explain what happened in the morning. Sup, Commander? How are you feeling? <laughs> I feel a lot better if I knew what was going on. Captain Archer would be quite annoyed with me if I told you of your heroics. I believe he's looking forward to doing that himself in the morning. Heroics? I had no idea you could be so selfless. In the face of such danger, most males of your species would have given in to their fear. Doesn't make sense, though. Well, this early in the episode. Since you're obviously not going to tell me what happened, I suppose a simple good night will have to do. Vulcans could never ignore courage. <laughs> and this I'm sorry, but it just has to be said. She's playing a Vulcan, but now she has to play that she's turned on by Reed because it's Reed's dream. Right. <laughs> it's very hilarious. It is, actually. Vulcan. We'll never ignore Lieutenant Malcolm Reed again. I can't say I've ever ignored you, T'Pol. Is it alright if I call you T'Pol? Yes. May I call you Malcolm? I suppose so. But if the truth be known, I never much cared for the name Malcolm. Always seemed a bit too stuffy. I think it's a lovely name. Malcolm is the Vulcan word for serenity. Well then. She says Malcolm with a K um, is a meaning of what she say? Serenity. Serenity. Mm -hmm. And his name is Malcolm. Right. Perhaps I won't change it. <laughs> Pity that. I was rather growing fond of the name. Stinky. Stinky. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. Did what? You smiled. I saw you smile. Falcons don't smile. That's how you know it's a dream. Falcons don't smile. Nope. They don't smile. This one does. I saw you. You were mistaken. It was when I said stinky, wasn't it? You smiled when I said stinky. Good morning, stinky. It's a lovely day, isn't it? What's that? I got the receiver working, but the transmitter's a lost cause. Who's stinky? Uh, I beg your pardon? You were talking in your sleep. Kept calling for some guy named Stinky. Oh, you repaired the receiver. What is that? Is it a ship? Uh, the range is very limited. It's probably just white noise. The sound of the galaxy laughing at us. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It felt a little like whatever knocked out the sensor array. We're losing atmosphere. That's just not 
to criticizing my choice of cuisine. <sighs> Obviously, whatever hit us, we cleared through the pod. But it went in an angle. Just punch the cabin, Commander. On its way out, it was kind enough to rub to one of the O2 cylinders. Great. Great. How much closer to oblivion are we? So they originally had 10 days of air. So now they've lost at least one from the first day being out there. So they were down to nine. So now they're gone from nine to two. Damn, that's a big jump. Yeah. If they had the nine, it'd be a lot more, okay, we can get to the rendezvous point. There's not going to be any, you know, right. no problems. This puts drama into it. This puts a whole lot of drama into it. Oh, yeah. The skin of this pod is designed to deflect a meteor five times the size of this hole. Well, in that case, I guess it wasn't a meteor. I wonder if something like it destroyed Enterprise. Hmm. We'll never know. Yes, you will. <laughs> Always the optimist. We have 40 hours of air left. What do you expect me to do? Sit here and plan my wedding? I'm confident there'll be a Charles Tucker the fourth one day. Maybe it's your wedding. We should be Wishful planning. Wishful dreaming trip. That's assuming we can find your bride the next day and a half. Any suggestions? There was a little bar in Mill Valley where all the Starfleet trainees used to go. The 682 Club. You know it. <laughs> I was there more times than I can remember. I met the girl of my dreams my first Friday night there. <laughs> and she was the one. There's no doubt about it. We had it all figured out. Where we live. How many kids we have. <laughs> ah, Ruby. Whatever happened to you? Ruby? You didn't mean the waitress, Ruby. You knew Ruby? <sighs> I knew her more times than I can remember. Ouch. Ouch. Seems we have more in common than we thought. 
Would another half day be worth freezing your butt off? We took him up. If we lower the thermostat in here to about minus five centigrade, we should be able to use that power to enhance the efficiency of the atmosphere recyclers. <laughs> our last two and a half days freezing versus our last two days toasty warm. What a delightful choice. I'd pick freezing. Another half day is another half day. Freezing it is then. <laughs> freezing it is then. And just what are you doing? An officer at his best is always well-groomed. Nice to see you're developing a more positive attitude. Actually, I was thinking about what our corpses would look like when they're eventually found. With no air in the pod, we should remain in fairly good condition. Charming. But, but you're forgetting one thing, Malcolm. What's that? If I remember my honor's biology course correctly, your hair and nails keep growing for quite a while after you're dead. I'm pretty sure that includes your beard. <laughs> See, whereas all my hair is going down to my beard. You're still From the top of my head. You're still handsome. Thanks. Thank you. There's the Enterprise Come going in. to where it goes. I've analyzed the scans we took of the testing ship right before it crashed. I believe they were hit by a micro-singularity. You're still chasing gremlins? This is no myth, Captain. Three of the singularities also hit Enterprise. They collided with our whole plating here, here, and here. You're telling me these are tiny black holes? They were. The dispersal patterns suggest they dissipated on impact. This could be a significant discovery, Captain. If we could get quantum sensor readings at the three impact points, we could authenticate our findings. I'd be a little less concerned with winning the Nobel Prize right now, and a little more concerned with Trip and Malcolm. Their shuttle pod doesn't have the whole plating we do. They could be in for a rough ride when they get back to the asteroid field. Better hail them. Agree to a new rendezvous point. I never intended to suggest that our crew members were less important than a scientific discovery. Even one of this historic magnitude. Time's a waste. Dearest Deborah, by this time I'm certainly learned of the tragedy that befell the Starship Enterprise. I've also undoubtedly learned that my colleague Commander Charles Tucker and I did manage to survive for a few days after the accident. It's during that brief time that I've chosen to correspond with you. See, my thing is, is... our relationship was right here is Malcolm, you're an idiot. You're wasting the oxygen by talking to the computer. To write down your letters. Time to just stop. You got two and a half days worth of oxygen. Time to just stop. You've already written a few people. Time to stop. Exactly. Short lived. And the time's tumultuous. I can't help but picture your beautiful smile. It gives me great comfort. Think of me from time to time. Cordially, Malcolm. Ship. Uh, it's a little more modulated than the last one, but it could be just a random dinner reburst. My dearest Rochelle, by this time I'm certain you've 
end of the transcript. Wouldn't it be easier just to record one message and then add the dear whoever afterward? This is your fifth or sixth identical letter. That's not true. There have been subtle differences. I would never refer to Rochelle as having a beautiful smile. With her, it was the eyes. Travis, no, she couldn't have been more than 24, 25 years old. It's a captain we're here with us now. I wonder if he'd feel guilty about bringing them on this mission. Not for a minute. They died doing what they love. I don't remember how she loved me much about being in deep space. I know she was coming along. She saved our asses on more than one occasion. Plan mm. on letting her family know just how essential she was. Sounds to me like you do have some letters to record. I'll wait to tell them in person. <laughs> you know, your tricky optimism is beginning to get just a little bit tiresome. I don't like your heartfelt letters of farewell to half the girls in San Francisco. At least I'm capable of accepting our fate. We're going to be dead in about 33 hours. Whether our beards continue to grow enough is of no concern to me. We will be dead. Unless some shit happens to cross our path, our bearded bodies will be discovered in about three or four years. Is that optimistic enough for you? What's your problem with having a little hope? What's your problem with facing the truth? You're a regular Grim Reaper, Malcolm. Anyone ever tell you that? Well, if this little trip was a death sentence, it would seem to me we're entitled to a last meal. What'll it be? I'm afraid our selection is somewhat limited. I'm not hungry. Well, then, how about a drink? I don't drink on duty. Are you serious? <laughs> We're Are dead serious? men, remember? That's my favorite part. Are you serious? What's it? We're dead men, remember? Dead. D E A D. Dead. You know, that kind of dead man. Battle, <laughs> Lieutenant. Are you afraid the autopsy will show your blood alcohol levels too high to pilot a shuttle? Love a little. That's an order. To the brave men and women of the Starship Enterprise. You know that's going to consume oxygen, don't you? We'll probably be dead five or six minutes earlier than we would have been. Nothing to do with that. Anyway. 
always seems to me as far as you're concerned, the sooner the better. Is that really how you see me? Eternal pessimist. So we're gonna learn something about Reed here in just a second. The Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. I don't want to die. What makes you think I want to die? Because ever since we saw Enterprise spread across that asteroid, you've done nothing but write your own obituary. I yeah. lost nearly everyone I cared about on that ship. Those girls I talked about, Rochelle, Deborah, Caitlin, none of them worked out because I could never get very close to them. Never got very close to my family either for that matter. Not that it's any business of yours. But with the crew of the Enterprise, it was different. I was really starting to feel comfortable with them. And now the only one that's left thinks I'm the bloody angel of death. Sounds kind of nice. Does that sound modulated enough for you? Modulated? The radio? <laughs> or is it just the galaxy giggling at us again? Giggling at us again. They can giggle all at once. But the galaxy's not getting any of our bourbon. <laughs> To Paul. Huh? You think she's pretty? To Paul? Are you serious? <laughs> well, she's a woman, you know. I think she's pretty. You've had too much to drink. <sighs> Don't tell me you've never looked at her, you know, in that way. <laughs> you know, she's a Vulcan. Well, I think she's pretty. Oh, God. <laughs> you ever noticed her bum? What? What? Her bum. <laughs> Her bum. She's got an awfully nice bum. She's got a nice, awfully nice bum. <laughs> no, nice bum. <laughs> to sub-commander Paul. <laughs> <laughs> awfully nice. <laughs> now that's more modulated. It's probably nothing, right? It's definitely not nothing. Well, then that means it's something. What is it? Well, is it something or someone? Because if it's someone, shh. What is it, boy? What is it? <laughs> Definitely someone. We have no way to respond, do we? This is like the plane flying over the desert island in a Lost the Sea movie. Malcolm! Sorry. Happy endings. I must think happy endings. Think happy pop? That's impossible! It's so pessimistic! It's not impossible! It's Hoshi! They're okay! Enterprise, you're okay! It's Hoshi! Just for heading to the new portal. New rendezvous in two days. 
without its engines. Very odd looking. Twelve. 
That's mine. Go check the pressure gauge. You check it. I don't think I can move my legs. just fine we're hypo we're in the midst of hypothermia so there's a good chance that you survive but here's the thing i don't know how much oxygen you waste whilst you're sleeping but considering hypothermia starts shutting the body down basically you wouldn't be breathing as much right so 
there's a chance that, that even if the Enterprise didn't see it, there's a, a slim chance that they could actually survive until the Enterprise did get there. Right. Even being hypothermia. If they'd be quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they stunned themselves, they might make it, you know? <laughs> not about to accept that it was all for nothing. Trip's face and Malcolm's face. Mm-hmm. Trip's beard is a little bit longer. Now that could stem from two things. A, Malcolm was shaving his stuff there before the shuttle pod lost uh, six or seven hours worth of air. Right. Not only that, but some people's beard hair does grow faster than others. Right. So that could also be the reason. But at least they were saved. And the credits roll. So, Vicky, since we don't have much time left on this for the hour, but that's okay. We'll get there. On a scale of, uh, what questions did we not answer? We answered all of them. Even the pessimism question. Okay. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, 5 in the middle, where would you rate this episode? <laughs> a 5. <laughs> this time. Okay. I'll give it the same today. Because, yes, there was some drama. Did they, were they going to die? Were they going to live? We didn't know. We didn't know, and they were cat fighting most of the time. Well, they were fighting because Reed's inherent sense of, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And then towards the end, he finally realized, we're going to make it. You know? Kind of a little bit of a change in him. (laughs) So who do you think this episode hinged on? Was it Reed or was it Malcolm? I'm going to give it to both of them. 
<laughs> okay, I am too, because that's pretty much the only characters we really had to that could this could hinge on. You know. Uh, I'm gonna give it to both of them this time. Right. So hopefully that what they experienced out there would make some changes on how the shuttles are designed and what they carry and stuff. Right. You know, just in case. That's what I would say. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if it does or not, but one would assume that it should. Right. Because they lost their they jettisoned their engine. Well, they had something like if they could just jettison one side, one, uh, one of the two sets. There's like four little engines. If they could just just disconnect one and throw it behind them and blow it up, they still have impulse. Maybe if they had it set up to where uh, they had more than just the O2 tanks or they got put in a different place where they'd be more secured, maybe hull plating, polarizing it, you know, so. Right. I agree. Anything else you want to say today? No. Do you want to tell them where they can find us? I will tell them. (laughs) You can find us at Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Anchor, Anchor, (laughs) (laughs) and Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek at gmail.com. What can they do with that? They can contact us there. There you go. Or on Facebook at Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. Okay. Well, I guess... Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. No, I think we're good for today. Okay. Well, I guess we'll catch you all on the next mission. I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye.